I find myself humming our theme song every so often. I can't tell if that's adorable or sad. <laughs> I can't tell either. <laughs> everyone and welcome to this our new episode of rabbit holes podcast i'm one of your hosts elise and i'm your other host andy and welcome <coughs> to andy's coughing fit <coughs> brought to you by asthma and cat hair <coughs> <coughs> pretty much <laughs> okay <laughs> i'm okay <laughs> well andy's alive um exactly three and a half minutes have passed since last week's episode for us this is what happens when you have small children. Uh, we've got to just pack a lot in there when we can. Yeah. And also very busy May. Yes. I just have a lot of going on at work. Yes. So uh, we have nothing to update you on in no, terms of our really lives. Not. <laughs> um, because this is still technically Easter Monday. Yes, it is. So by the time you hear this episode in like... May, the end of May, almost, uh, I will have been off for a week, which has been delightful, I'm sure. It's my first time taking vacation uh, in the school year, because we've worked in academia and university settings for so long, and the messaging I was getting in my last job was don't take time off during the school year. Which I always did. Exactly. So I was like, you know what, I'm going to take some time off and see what it's like, what all the fuss is about. So I envision a lot of reading, and... Maybe a couple of fun, relaxing evenings of the Tok Tok Puff Puff, but we'll see. <laughs> I just got back from vacation with my kids, so... Probably by the end of May when they're hearing this, you're still recovering from that. Yeah, I, I probably still am. <laughs> I love them. But they're at a young age. It's very yes. hands-on. So it'd be nice to go on vacations with them when they're a little older and can, like, you're not watching them constantly and... I've always been said, like, I would be good with having kids if... There's a lot of ifs on that. If they were good sleepers when they were babies, then I didn't have to deal with them between ages one and a half to 16, and then I can have them back. Because I feel like at that point they have personalities and they'd be fun. But all 16s are assholes, so you really would like to come back to them at about probably 9, 10 till about 15? Well, good call. And then get rid of them again. For like five or six years. Yeah, until they're like 19, (laughs) All right, universe, there are my terms. Make it happen, and uh, we'll be fine. (laughs) Because all 16-year-olds are assholes. I'm sorry. Just like all two-year-olds. True. This is very true. No, it's all (laughs) two-year-olds. It's all of them, undoubtedly. (laughs) So Elizabeth likes telling me my belly is big, and she told Dan his belly was big the other day. How did it go with Dan when he heard that? Same thing. He's like, thanks. That's nice. Yes. At some point, though, you're going to have to talk with her about, like, inside thoughts and outside (laughs) thoughts. Yes. Yes, we are. Be like, sweetie, we all think it, but we don't say it. Out of the mouth of babes comes (laughs) the truth. Yes. (laughs) It's so squishy, mommy. See, and it's so unfair because you can't, like, dig back at her no. without creating some real serious, like, pathologies that are yeah. probably going to end up with, like, a yeah, human like, skin shade. Too. I'm like, don't say that, but she does. But yeah, all babies do. Like, yeah. Like, she, especially her running around with, like, because she wears a lot of leggings because they're very comfortable. And uh, my kids are kind of skinny. And she looks like uh, Keith Richards, like, running around with no shirt. Oh, she boy. has, like, she's skinny, but she has a little bit of a pot belly. She's running around with these, like, really tight leggings on. It's really quite hilarious. Oh, boy. See, 
you need to like set up an email account or something where every time she says something mean like that to you, you get to send her an email of like, yeah, today you were a real dick to me and here's what you said and here's what I wish I could have said back to you. And then like the 18th birthday present is the password to that email account. So she can and go also and read send it. in some cute things of like when she's oh, adorable. Well, I guess fine if you want to be like a good parent. <laughs> Me, it would just be like a way of me venting about how much I hate them at that stage. <laughs> uh, funny. Reason four hundred and seventy-six Wiley should not be trusted with raising children. They're hilarious. They're they're hard and they're a pain in the ass, but they they can be quite funny. Hmm. And they're just like she was. Right, she loved this one slide, and she just went up and down this damn water slide for like a good hour. Even the the lifeguard was like, is she not sick of this yet? I'm like, no, she's four. Did uh, you have to go with her every time? No, she got well, to then, really good. Not my problem. <laughs> yeah, well, like we just had to stand at the end and watch her and give her high fives and shouts. But at one point, she's like, I don't know, an imaginary friend with her. So she kept going like, wait, like doing hand gestures. Imaginary friend or tulpa? Imaginary friend. She's four. <laughs> I don't think she's meditating on it. You don't know. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> So let us dive into this week's stories so that we can get you out to pick up your small children. Yes. So daycare does not fine you for being late on the pickup. They don't, but it's just, it's nice to kind of like, you know. Be a dick about it. Yeah, basically. I'm sorry, I couldn't pick you up. I was out playing with my friend. Does not go well when you're like in your 30s. Yeah. (laughs) Almost 40. (laughs) So I am going to dive into my story this week because Andy went first last week. So I'm going first this week. Um, as you may know, I'm a dummy and my spelling has never been great. Oh, I'm minorly dyslexic, so yes. Yeah. Uh, this week's story springs from a related incident which features these facts. (laughs) Is this a thesaurus? (laughs) No. Fun fact. (laughs) Um, I was new at the place where Andy and I were working together and, uh, was looking for a thesaurus. Uh, but this is... Online. Online. And this was before the days where when you typed something into a Google search bar, it took you directly to a Google search of it. Like, you could still put in, like, an email address and it would take you to that website. So I misspelled thesaurus and spelled it closer to uh, the sore ass. (laughs) And so it took me to a very lovely website for uh, gentlemen to look at other gentlemen's wongs. Uh, It was a gay porn website. And it gave my computer such a bad case of VD that our IT team had to come in and literally take the thing apart for three days to figure out how to fix it. <laughs> so one of our uh, former co-workers had a clicking on and a sketchy attachment incident and uh-huh. also had to have her computer taken away just recently. <laughs> yeah. So, yes, that not my proudest moment. Thank you for repeatedly bringing it up to keep me humble. <laughs> so in a more recent incidence of i'm a dummy and can't spell i was preparing minutes from a meeting uh that amy from our friends uh february episode was going to finalize and i went to abbreviate the word eliminate but i spelt it i-l-l-i-m-i-n yeah i I was it was the end of my day i was distracted by other shit going on i was just anyway i can't spell i'm a dummy so Amy, like, literally had to, like, email and be like, um, super sweet. Um, I don't know what you're trying to say here. Can you give me some, ha-? like, she had to scan the page to me and, like, send it to me. And I was like, oh, eliminate, not illuminate, <laughs> apparently. 
So that set her and I off on a rabbit hole about how much we made fun of me and the Illuminati, if you will. <laughs> and that was the only spark I needed for this story, which is going to be about the Illuminati. Nice. Yeah. So when researching the godfather of all conspiracy, there is a lot of ways I could have been steered wrong from the jump, like right out the gate. I had assumed that this story was going to be a deep dive on a bunch of wacky conspiracies, but that wasn't really the rabbit hole I got pulled down and wanting to honor the mission of our show. I just followed the path as it appeared. So really what I'm going to look at is more the group's background, like the historical group, and then it's rise to prominence today. And I'm sure I'll cover some wacky conspiracy theories at some point. That's just not exactly what today's episode is about. Well, that's disappointing for me. Well, I wanted to hear lizard people, Dad. <laughs> I will send you home with a book then. <laughs> well, I don't like using it too often, I figured that Wikipedia was probably the safest place to get a starting off point for Wikipedia. I use Wikipedia way too much. I know. <laughs> we have to have a con. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Intervention for Andy on Wikipedia usage. <laughs> no. Uh, so, yes, I started at Wikipedia figuring that was the safest place to start uh, looking for stuff on the Illuminati. First of all, I've never seen this on a Wikipedia page, but there was something of a disclaimer at the top where it said, quote, this article is about the secret society. For the Muslim esoteric school, see Illuminationism. For the conspiracy theory, see New World Order. For other uses, see Illuminati disambiguation. Oh, I've seen that before. Oh, okay. I, yeah, it's usually when you're searching something that can have multiple. So it's like uh, this, uh-huh. you search for something, but it could have like... You know, especially if you're searching for something that's uh, a book, a movie, and, like, a soundtrack or something. Oh. You'll have, like, C. Got it. You know, sort of, yeah, it can have multiple pages on the same, similar. similar. Got it. Okay. Especially if it's spelt sort of, like, very closely. It could be like, you might have actually meant to spell it this way. Thesaur. No. <laughs> <laughs> so while the term Illuminati can now be used to refer from everything from, like, a huge global-level conspiracy to anything even remotely connected to, quote-unquote, the man. The historical origin of the group and term was the spring of 1776, when Adam Weisenhaupt formed the Bavarian Illuminati, which is the one and only true Illuminati known to have ever existed in history. For those who aren't sure, Illuminati means enlightened. So, the order of the day this Bavarian Illuminati group wrote in their mission statement is to put an end to the machinations of the purveyors of injustice to control them without dominating them. And they were pretty quickly outlawed by the Bavarian powers that be following pressure from the Catholic church, which duh, saw them as a competitor for power because they wanted to dismantle the church's overarching powerness and puppeteerness. Anyway, uh, Weisenhaupt, the founder, was a canon law and prof- philosophy professor who worked at a university run by Jesuits. He was the only non-clerical professor, and the Jesuits made sure that he knew he was on the outs with them at all times. The Jesuits would do their best to discredit him when any course materials consain- contained anything that they deemed too liberal or Protestant in nature. And as a result, Weisenhaupt developed a real chip on his shoulder towards the church and started seeking ways to spread the ideals of the Enlightenment to counter the church's power. Basically, Buddy didn't get tenure and flipped out over it. (laughs) Yes, and hate applied for other things. Yes, exactly. Um, As you and I both work with academics, I think we all know people who would do something very similar to this. Yep. Mm -hmm. Weisenhaupt, I keep saying Weisenhaupt, Weisenhaupt, looked around for like-minded groups uh, and Freemasonry was alive and well at the time. 
but he couldn't afford to be a member of it. So he created his own little secret fraternity. For Walmart of secret societies. Basically. Not even Walmart, like Byway of secret societies. So Weishaupt and four of his students came together to create their own group on May 1st, 1776, known as the Perfectibilists, and they took Minerva's owl as their symbol. It was the students that Weishaupt brought into this whole deal that really took the idea and ran with it, and by 1778, they had rebranded themselves as the Order of the Illuminati. During this early stage, levels within the orders were kept to a minimum, and the complicated induction ceremonies you're probably imagining were very few, and was only for the middle level of inductee. Ideal candidates were Christians of good character, rich, docile, willing to learn, and ages 18 to 30. Jews, pagans, women, monks, and members of other secret societies need not apply. So I was reading somewhere they wanted people under 30, thinking that... um, after 30, you're too set in your ways. And I was like, bitch, by 25, I would not have been a character, good candidate for you. <laughs> at 33 now, you're not getting me out of my rut at all. So I completely agree with that. Well, I don't think either one of us would be considered docile. So there you go. This is true. This is true. They would do something wrong the first day and I'd be like, I don't know who the fuck you think you are. <laughs> you did that completely wrong. I could have done it so much better than you. I need, I, like, I have a system in place already. <laughs> It's like, oh, please don't feed me your bullshit. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> At this point, uh, the history of the organization reads like the history of Mormonism and or Scientology, with infighting as the group grew and attracted wealthy members and the foundational theories slash philosophies are being developed. Scholars think that the group topped out uh, somewhere in the area between 650 members and 2,500 members. But it's hard to pin down the actual members of the secret society because it was a duh, secret, a secret society. society. <laughs> the first rule of secret society is you don't talk, talk about the secret society. <laughs> the decline came about because they couldn't keep the group secret anymore. Inductees are generally young. And in cases of the drinkers, loose lips will sink ships. And they couldn't keep their traps out while they were drinking and like to brag that they were part of this awesome secret club. Yeah. So everyone knew about them. Like, from the jump. Uh, They were drawing the attention of the church and civic authorities, causing the government to ban the group in March 1785. And in 1787, civic authorities got their hands on a bunch of the group's materials and published them, which meant the Illuminati were no longer a secret group. And the whole thing was pretty embarrassing for them. Uh, It brought all the infighting that had been going on to light and exposed some of the higher ranking people in the organization. And just everyone was embarrassed. So they all quietly went away. (laughs) So it's like taking that petty reply all email. Oh, yeah. Putting them on blast. Yeah. Like putting it in the newspaper almost, yeah. Uh, A few modern fraternal orders are trying to claim a link to this original Bavarian uh, branch of the Illuminati, but none of these claims can or ever have been substantiated. Once the Bavarian state shut them down, it really does seem that they ended. So it was a 10-year run, and that was it. But you may say that's what it looks like because you're talking about a huge conspiracy, and so, of course, they just pretended, air quoting, to go away when, in fact, they're still there running the world. So, Yeah, it's so humbling. It sounds like such a humble and dumbass start to something that everybody's convinced is, like... The biggest, baddest thing on the planet. Yeah. 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 Oh, buckle up. (laughs) 
<laughs> so though all uh, though it was outlawed within the first decade of its founding, the Illuminati's legacy lived on as a shadowy organization that retreated from the spotlight to avoid notice, but was still very much active. As early as 1797, so really within five years of being shut down, the theory was that the Illuminati had infiltrated the Freemasons and were still active but hidden deep within that group. This was actually a reasonable accusation, since uh, many Illuminati had joined the Freemasons in order to recruit members from that into their own. So this whole not a member of another fraternal order rule went out the window real fast because... Poaching. Poaching. The, and the Freemasons had money. So that's how you create your own systems yeah. with money. Uh, the same year, so 1797, the first suggestion that the Illuminati were behind the French Revolution emerged. And that's when they started becoming the puppeteers for all these big world events was with that. The next so year... Once they were originally fighting the church's puppeteering of major world events. Now they've become... They've become the puppets. Uh, puppeteers. puppeteers, yes. Yeah. Uh, the next year, so 1798, uh, George Washington wrote a letter saying the Illuminati's threat had been eliminated in America... But all that did was give conspiracy theorists fresh fodder for their stories. By denying that they existed, George Washington proved that they existed. <laughs> I know, common sense trap doesn't really... I know, it's conspiracy theories. <laughs> From there, the Illuminati bopped along as a fringe, shadowy bedtime story for the pre-internet conspiracy days, and were pretty harmless and not mainstream at all. So... Then when, where, and how did the Illuminati move from the memory of academics and the good old fashioned, you have to really work for your fringe conspiracy fans uh, into the mainstream before the net happened? It starts, as you'd expect, in the topsy-turvy LSD-fueled days of the 1960s. Not where I would expect it, but sure, let's really? go there. Okay. Well, let's look at why it kind of got fresh legs at that time. Into the Summer of Love emerged a small book called the Principa Discordia. It was a parody faith, uh, much like Satanism was a parody faith, and Satanism also emerged around the same time as well. The faith is known as Discordianism, uh, and it worshipped the goddess of chaos uh, named Eris. The purpose of the group was to cause civil disobedience, perform practical jokes, and hoaxes. In essence, they were just trying to make everyone question the reality and question what they thought they knew. One person who really bought into the tenets of this faith, uh, like anarchism can bring along social change and force people to question their reality, was an author named Robert Anton Wilson. Uh, he is even thought to be one of the authors of the Principa Discordia. To further the aims of their group, Wilson, who worked for Playboy at the time, started writing letters to the magazine talking about a secret elite organization known as the Illuminati. Then later, uh, Wilson and his uh, co-conspirators, I guess, would send more letters to Playboy contradicting the letters that they had already sent in. And I mean, actually, back then, Playboy was really popular. Yes. And not just for the pictures, but... The articles. The articles. Actually, the articles. I know, the actual yes. articles. <laughs> but also think about it in the pre-internet days, if you get a physical envelope with a letter in it claiming all this stuff, and then three weeks later you get another envelope from someone else saying what that person said in that other is wrong, like how do you know what we received? Yeah. Like, so it added this whole conspiracy and weird yeah. things. Um, the fact that he was working for Playboy at the time just made it easier for him to f stir up this yeah. confusion and this, wow, really kind of feel. So the goal of these fake letters to Playboy was to make the reader ask, A, 
how people knew what they actually knew, like you and I, like, how do we know what we think we know? B, how is it the reader absorbs the information, especially if it contradicted itself? So in the age of fake news, we're constantly having this debate is what's real and what's not. And C, what, if anything, could the reader believe? Basically, they just wanted to turn the entire establishment on its head, which was the original intent of the Illuminati. The Bavarian Illuminati was to undo the existing hierarchy and chains. So in the 1970s, uh, Wilson and his writing partner, Robert Shea, published a trilogy of books known as the Illuminatus Trilogy. And the novels revived the group as a, quote, countercultural touchstone, with the benefit of being founded on research and with a touch of fantasy. So it was popular enough to create a new modern legacy for the organization. So it's like the Dan Brown of it all. Like, it sounds yeah. really well-researched and plausible. So, like, how could it not be true? Yeah. Right? It's a little bit more national treasure than... Yeah, exactly. Uh, this series of books was actually a continuation of the Playboy scheme. Uh, it spread disinformation in an easily digestible way and fomented social upheaval. In the book, the Illuminati were credited with covering up such big events in human history as the JFK assassination. So that's where we start seeing assassination. the... Assassination. Assassination. <laughs> Sean Connery joined us. No. <laughs> assassination. Um, and this is where, like, the the big touchstone historical moments start getting ascribed to them. Uh, Wilson knew whose core audience was, and on the matter, he said, quote, you simply cannot invent any conspiracy theory so ridiculous and so obviously satirical that some people somewhere haven't already thought of it. So, uh, the book point. Yeah, yes. yeah. <laughs> the books became a huge cult hit. It inspired a play that was performed in Liverpool, and that play, just fun fact, was the start of the acting careers for Bill Nighy and Jim Broadbent. That's where they got their start. The books also spawned countless scenes and self-published works, uh, which kept the conspiracy alive, and also the underground aspect of it. Those zines were like the just published out of your back room type of thing, and it became so that you passed around. And it kept the conspiracy alive until we all became hyper-connected through the internet, which has been a huge contributing uh, factor to the Illuminati's current success. Much like my Flat Earth. I believe I have that up as a point, like, much like your Flat Earthers. <laughs> Uh, in a real misstep, I think, for a secret-slash-shadowy worldwide cabal, you can head over to www.illuminatiofficial.org. <laughs> of course you can. For information about the group and to apply for membership. Oh, dear yeah. God. Uh, I found them on page two of the Google search for the Illuminati, so their SEO needs some serious work. Uh, also, the website uses cookies. So <laughs> I, I feel like we're getting mixed messages here. <laughs> Uh, the website for this uh, pop-up group claims that they are, quote, an elite organization of world leaders, business authorities, innovators, artists, and other influential members of this planet. The coalition unites influencers of all political, religious, and geographical backgrounds to further the prosperity of the human species as a whole. I think one of us needs to submit a membership form. It's not going to be me. I don't want to be on these weirdos' website. <laughs> on these are their radar. Like, people put their pictures up on this website Oh, my everything. dear God. Yeah. They look real proud of themselves. <laughs> Bye-bye. On the website, they also state the following is uh, part of their belief core. Money is not the root of all evil. Money is the root to all freedom. The selfish pursuit of money is a hollow goal, but the pursuit of the goodness that money can create is one of humanity's greatest responsibilities. Speaking as a human who has studied history, I have my doubts. 
point two, living humans evolve at a rapid pace and continue to advance in ability through study, practice, and self-improvement. The human species is guarded by a coalition of its most elite members called the Illuminati. The Illuminati has never read a Florida man story. <laughs> also, yes, living humans evolve. Dead humans, not so much. <laughs> yeah. Point the third. Every human is guided by an inner compass that points them towards the light, revealing truth and direction and miss admits decisions. All human spiritual beliefs ultimately seek the light in ways differing only in form and function. Also, never read a Florida man story. Or studied anything about religion and how that light often ends up with the Crusades, but... <laughs> Uh, the last part. Uh, every human is one part of a larger eternal design. Individual gears in a clock that has no end. Though they may never realize it, a person's actions have the power to alter the future of the entire world. Which is back to that old philosophical conundrum quandary about the clockmaker and the clock. Like, which came first? How did one design the other type? Like, no. It's that the clock is so complicated that it needs an intelligent designer behind it. So they're going back to religion, which is the complete opposite of what the actual Illuminati was about. Yes. Also, so, it's one of those, like, if someone farts in the forest, does anybody hear it? Butterfly, you know, butterfly flaps his wings. Does it cause a, yeah. a hurricane? Whatever. So I have a lot of problems with this Illuminati group that's claiming to be the, the modern reincarnation. But uh, I don't think there's a talking any sense to them. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. It's like goops. There was actually a webpage on goop. That I like, I started diving into, but it was really boring. But like, they actually Goop actually interviewed some guy about the Illuminati. Oh, did I not? Remember you mentioned the I... conspiracy page. Yes. So I like, I didn't want to touch it, but I was like, Oof. yeah, yeah it was also a really boring read. I was just like, you can't even make this sexy. Come on, celebrity members. I'm sure you've heard of some celebrities who are alleged members of the Illuminati. Jay-Z and Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And Kanye West are the big three often linked to the society. Vox, which I love, by the way. Like, Vox to me is like live science to you. When it yes. comes to these websites, I love it. Uh, they say that linking our favorite celebrities to the Illuminati says more about how we see celebrity than how we actually see the world. So with social media making everyone more accessible, assigning Illuminati membership to these megastars removes them from our mundane and boring world and gives them back some of that mystique and otherness that celebrities used to have. Well, I mean, Beyonce is that anyway, because she rarely speaks. She doesn't do yeah. interviews. She is like locks that shit down. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. In a ridiculously... Yes. Like, props to her. But, like, Kanye will just talk at you, like... Yes, Kanye will just spout verbal diarrhea. Yeah. It's like, sir, this is a Wendy's, like... <laughs> uh, conspiracy, and especially the Illuminati, are all tied to power. So ascribing membership to these people shows how much power we think they have, even if we can't see the actual workings of it. And while many of the celebrities tied to the Illuminati will either deny or not comment on the rumors, they don't help their cause by being photographed making a triangle with their hands, which is seen by conspiracy theorists as a symbol of the Illuminati, which is a shitty way to behave in public if you're a member of a secret group, if you ask me. But it never fails. Like, never fails. It's their way of trolling. Yes. But as the original group hasn't existed in 300 years and was very small to start off with, there's not much meat on the bones for a conspiracy about them still being around and still being all powerful. But that hasn't stopped the internet from doing its thing. Oh, no. 
the earth isn't flat, but that yeah. doesn't stop the internet. So, uh, The Illuminati is often lumped into other broader conspiracies involving aliens, Satanism, and global power groups like the Davos meeting attendees, the Bilderbergs, the New World Order, etc., etc., etc. Like you said... Freemasons, Knights Templar. Yeah, exactly. Like you said in your Flat Earther episodes, humans love a good conspiracy story. Uh, in 2015, researchers found that about half of the general population in the U.S. believes in at least one conspiracy theory, and each person that believes in a theory believes in it for their own kooky reasons, so that colors how they view slash accept other theories, so there's never going to be two conspiracy theorists who are exactly alike. As part of the research into conspiracy theory believers, academics posit a bunch of reasons for why uh, some people are more likely to believe them than not. Um, some suggest that they have a pathology where they have a mental illness involved and why they're willing to accept it, uh, or they are stressed out um, more so than others are, and so we're trying to find a reasonable pattern in the insanity that is modern life, or they just aren't highly educated and so are easily led. Uh, while everyone loves a good conspiracy theory, the danger is in how they are used and slash how they are believed. So Viren Swamy, a professor of social psychology at uh, Angela Ruskin University, says conspiracy theories are very dangerous. Quote, particularly in South Asia, conspiracy theories have been a mechanism for the government to control the people. In the West, it's typically been the opposite. They've been the subject of people who lack agency, who lack power, and it's their lacking of power that gives rise to conspiracy theories to challenge the government. Like with 9-11, if people lack power, conspiracy theories can sow the seeds of social protest and allow people to ask questions. And honestly, I have to end the story here because at this point I was like two and a half pages deep into a Google search and things were starting to get weird. And by page four, I was full of the Illuminati are evil or the Illuminati will save humanity websites. And so I just threw in the towel. Fair enough. That's rough. But we are living in a conspiracy theory enabled world. Oh my God, yes. With fake news and, 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 and. It's a bad scene. And I mean, in here, in Western society, we either, like, people believe them or we think that they're Florida men and they're, like, stupidity for believing them but in other places these conspiracy theories about how um like muslims are putting things in foods and serving it you know that is sterilizing Mm -hmm. the you know other populations the buddhists they creating you know a lot of actual friction yeah and people are you know believing that sort of stuff whereas here in western society you either believe and you're a flat earther to the core or your ass and like what the fuck is wrong with you right how can you not but flat earthers are rather they're the harmless of all yes but i have to say like if there is a world cabal out there um able to take over like please do i do not like where we are Unless the, you are the cause behind yeah. where we are now, in which case I have issues. But I'm just, I'm willing to hand over the keys to the house at this point. Like, fix it, please. Good. <laughs> so that's my story for this week. Woo-hoo. And we'll get to the actual crazy. I just I wasn't sure how to tackle the, I know. the rabbit holes that are the conspiracy theories. I feel like that's going to take a lot of weed and a lot of tinfoil hats before I can really get into that. <laughs> Who doesn't love the fact that Elizabeth just wears a, a giant Queen of Elizabeth's suit and is actually a lizard on the inside? She's just a serac and just hasn't been caught yet. Exactly. <laughs> but tell me your story. So my story isn't really a story. It's it's sort of a story. It's, it's going to probably be a lot of banter. So 
I stumbled upon this um, on Facebook. Uh, 20 pop culture phenomenons that turned 20 this year. So let's make us feel old. I was going to say, this is not going to end well with us. So there's a bunch of things that turned 20 this year that are either pop culture or other things that happen. So we're going to talk about them. So happy 20th birthday to American Beauty. Okay. That movie. Uh, and fuck you, Kevin Spacey. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, now we know why he plays a creeper in really well in everything. Yeah. So American Beauty swept the Oscars, Golden Glows, and BAFTA with its dark message. There's always beauty and meaning in life, even when it seems hard to find. Was that honestly, was the actual message of American Beauty that there's always beauty and meaning in life, even when it seems hard to find? I don't remember that. Wasn't the whole point was that he was lusting after his like high school daughter's like really hot looking best friend? Yes. And he ends up getting killed by the neighbors because he's selling weed or getting weed from the neighbors i remember barely anything of that movie i think i saw it once and just the kid with the the grocery bag and the video camera just pissed me off i wanted to punch that kid in the back of the head but there's like the neighbor kid who's like selling weed and ends up selling weed to kevin spacey's character but that kid's father thinks they're homosexual so ends up killing oh anyways I don't remember that that is the dark message. I remember it being a dark and stupid movie. uh, Speaking of stupid movies, (laughs) Star Wars Episode 1, The Phantom Menace, also came out 20 years ago. Oh my god. It was actually the highest grossing film of 1999. This is what happens with, like, really, really popular artists like J.K. Rowling and Lucas. And they have this, like, massive critical hit and fan hit and then they want to follow it up with something and nobody wants to say no so you end up with like the casual vacancy and star wars episode one which are interminable and cannot be digested and you're just like you're much better than this you just need an editor yes uh good movie uh 10 things i hate about you that is a good one turns 20 this year that's why i learned what the word prophylactic meant and rest in peace Heath ledger because yeah. Damn, he was hot. Yeah, he's a little too pretty for me. Oh, I <laughs> would have climbed that tree like you would not believe. Uh, Fight Club also turns 20. The first role of Fight Club is... Never talk I, about Fight Club. And I hated that movie. Douchebags everywhere found their poster for their room. Yeah, I hated that movie. Hated it. I only saw it once or twice and it wasn't... I remember the first time I saw it, I was so bored by like... I yeah. Like halfway through it. And I said to my then boyfriend at the time, I was like, you do know Brad Pitt isn't real, right? And I'm going to bed. <laughs> so we stopped it, went to bed. We got up the next morning, watched it. And I was like, I'm right. <laughs> I was like, it, how did you do that? And I'm like, it did I, strike me as a five pound pile of crap in a 10 pound bag. Like it just wasn't even enough to fill out the crap bag. <laughs> I did not like it. I'm sure we're getting lots of hate from that. American Pie also turns 20. Oh boy. That was the, the kickoff of a genre. And problematic, but I still enjoy it. <laughs> Stifler's mom. I honestly, I don't think I've ever seen them all of, like, in, in entirety, and certainly not in order. So I can't even remember what comes where and who and how and, yeah. Baby One More Time, that album, The Year of Britney Spears, she's 20, that album's turned 20. Wow. Uh, no Scrubs, TLCs. Nice. Now you're just, like, reading off the soundtrack to my high school dances. 
So, you know, reminding us not to settle for that guy hanging out the passenger side of his best, best friend's, friend's ride. ride. Trying to holler at you? Yeah. 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 Also, living La Vida Loca. Oh, boy. 20 years. He was sex on legs. And then it came out he was gay and the, like, mom fans lost their shit. It was funny. But he was still, he's still a sex on legs. So like, yeah, but, like, for some reason, like, Deborah from the American Midwest thought she had a chance with him. I know. <laughs> I want it that way. Ooh, yes. <laughs> Tell me why. <laughs> I was not a fan of the boy bands. No, neither was I. But I was also 19 by this point, so I was listening to more corn than mm. Backstreet Boys. Um, if You Had My Love, Jennifer Lopez. We first heard Jennifer Lopez sing on her own, not as Selena, but she had been around, you know, a decade yeah. as a fly girl mm-hmm. on Living Color. Harry Potter, Harry Potter Mania. So Harry Potter Mania hits with... Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets and The Prisoner of Azkaban. Mm-hmm. So that sort of launched her as a critical success. Yeah. 1999. The Sopranos made her, their way into our homes. I don't think that show hands, like holds up. I tried watching it like after the original run was done. I had never seen any of it. So I started like watching it and I got a couple episodes in and I was like, eh. What's I the... think it's one of those things like it's great for some people. I don't like Game of Thrones. So uh, Family Guy also <laughs> turns 20. Does that count the years that they were canceled and then come back? <laughs> well, it debuted 20 years ago. Got it. Okay. <laughs> right after the Denver Broncos won their second straight Super Bowl, Peter, Louise, Stewie, and the rest of the Family Guy gang aired for the first time. Hmm. The West Wing. <gasps> Don't get me started. I love the West Wing. Changed the face of political dramas. It just, it's, it was smart fucking television. Like, over the holidays, I was watching The Newsroom, which is also by Aaron Sorkin. And it, like, befuddled me that it, that only got three seasons, but Chuck Lore has had some pile of shit, at least one pile of shit, on cable television primetime every year, nonstop, since the 80s. And it's like, and we need a new plague, Andy. Like, that's where I come down on. <laughs> uh, I saw To Kill a Mockingbird, which he did the treatment for. Mm. Who wants to be a millionaire? Oh, boy. There's a cultural phenomenon. Uh, sometimes we still even, you know, it still made our, its way into lexicon, because lexicon, because we talk about call a friend. friend yep. Napster. <laughs> sharing service arrived in 1999. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that changed digital. The game. Uh, that Media. changed music. Yeah. Uh also celebrating his 20-year, uh, 20th birthday, is the Big Mouth Billy Bass. Oh, God. <laughs> From 1999 right up to now, Billy, the mounted animatronic fish, has adorned basement walls from your neighbor's house. Well, I and was... dozens of movies and TV sets. Mm-hmm. While I was uh, house hunting out here in the boonies, uh, Duck Dynasty gear and Billy the Big Mouth Bass seem to be popular decorating... <laughs> Uh, tropes that people used. The BlackBerry 850, the very first BlackBerry device, introduced essential phone-based email and HTML browsing capacities, forever changing the way we work. Apparently, BlackBerry messaging is going away in another month or two. And, like, the internet has a feeling about it. And I was like, it's still around? (laughs) That also look on my face of I wonder, because for a long, long time, the only uh, smartphones allowed in the U.S. Capitol building were Blackberries. 
because they were uh, securable in a way that other phones and usable in a way that other phones weren't. And I wonder if they're still prevalent. Because for a while, that was the only contract that was keeping that company running. It's a Canadian company. Well, they company. do a lot of... Um, they don't make too many... Like, they do make some Blackberries, I guess, but there's a lot of... They hold the patents for a lot of the technology that still ah. goes into right. um, a lot of stuff. So mm-hmm. that's reasons one of the reasons they're still around, too. Um, and Y2K, who could not forget, Y2K was that panic that was... Planes would drop from the sky, yes. your money would disappear from the bank. Yep. Yeah, just sort of, if you don't understand what Y2K is if you're too young, uh, please look it up, because... Well, I think we talked about it, too, in, like, yeah. episode one or two. <laughs> also, Family Guy does a really funny um, Y2K episode. Oh, yeah? Yes. yes. Also turning 20 this year um, for TV shows... So, 1999 also had Freaks and Geeks, which was a cult favorite. Futurama, mm-hmm. which one of those canceled coming back, canceled coming back shows. Yep. And SpongeBob SquarePants. Which I do not understand. I got high one night and I was like, oh, I'll watch SpongeBob SquarePants. Like, this seems like it would be a good show to watch. I There was, like, live action human guy and, like, cartoon. I'm like, this is not what I was expecting at all and I don't understand what's happening. And they were, they became a musical last year. Oh, yeah? And were nominated for some Tonys. Oh, boy. I don't think they're still on actual Broadway, so their run must have ended. But, yeah, no, I don't understand. <laughs> uh, I think that's what happens when kids now are mm. in that age where they would have been... They have the disposable income. Yeah, so those would have been sort of more in those 30s. Uh, also, 20 years ago, Bill Clinton was acquitted in an impeachment trial. Yes, when they used to actually impeach presidents for less than real reasons. Shakespeare in Love beat Saving Private Ryan. That was a big... Yes, so as we know now, that was more to do with the bullying campaign led by Harvey Weinstein yep. than the actual merits. U.S. won the first Women's World Cup. 20 years ago. Okay. Uh, John Elway, Wayne Gretzky, and Michael Jordan all retired in 1999. Ooh. So that was a big year for uh, sports. Bluetooth made its debut. So something that we all know. <laughs> and it made us easy to spot the D-bags out in the wild. Because yeah. they had that little Bluetooth earpiece. Which was very, very prevalent in New York in a way that I've never seen it here. Really? Yes. Wow. That's like a tag of the wild. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, no. Oh, you mean... Oh, oh, no, you mean the... I'm talking about the big thing. Oh, yeah, no, that was like the first, yeah. Yeah. Now, the uh, ear pods were very prevalent when I was down in New York. Like, everybody had them on. I'm like, do you guys not realize how douchey you look? (laughs) Uh, The Euro went into action 20 years ago. Oh, yeah. That was another big thing. People predicted the end of the world. That was like a sign of the coming of the end of times because the Bible says there's like one common currency and hey, it worked out great until Brexit hit. <laughs> so the drama over Brexit continues to stretch into 19, uh, ni- sorry, 2019, which also happens to be the 20th anniversary of the euro. The official currency of two thirds of the country is making up the European Union. Britain is not one of them. <laughs> NASA lost two Mars probes in one year. That's an expensive mistake. Sure, NASA just launched its InSight probe into Mars in November of 2018, following the success of rovers like Curiosity, Spirit, and Opportunity, but 1999 was a hard year for NASA. It lost two Mars-bound probes, 
the Mars Climate Orbiter, and the Mars Polar Lander. The Climate Orbiter burned up entering Mars's atmosphere in September 1999 because Lockheed Martin's team, which built the probe, used English units of measurements while NASA used the metric system. And nobody thought to, like, convert it all into one. So when they put it in, they, they didn't convert it. So they just put in those English units of measurement into the American metric system and never actually bothered to convert it. Oh, okay. So, yeah. Imperial and metric. Yeah, imperial and metric. Okay, Sorry. got it. So when they put the imperial numbers in, they didn't actually bother to convert it. They just put the number in. Smooth. Yeah. So, yeah. There's a big difference between going 60 clicks an hour down the highway and 100 clicks an hour down the highway. Exactly. And as for the polar lander, it was lost in December of 1999 on its descent into Mars. And it is still unknown exactly what happened to that craft. Aliens. Uh, It surmised that its engines just stopped firing. Sure. Sure, we'll say that. We both know it was aliens. Uh, Pokemon's first film captured the Americans' hearts. Vladimir Putin. Oh no, you're going to end up in a gulag for that. (laughs) Vladimir Putin became president for the first time 20 years ago. From prime minister? Because he started off as prime minister, didn't he? So his rise to power was already well underway in 1999. Uh, but that was the year that saw him ascend to the presidency of Russia and the power and the power he had yet to know. Putin was the deputy prime minister for the then president Boris Yeltsin in nineteen in August nineteen ninety nine, when Yeltsin appointed him to the position of prime minister. It was just a few months later, on December thirty first, when Yeltsin abruptly resigned and appointed Putin as acting president. Putin kept the seat after winning the 2000 election and has been in power ever since, serving as president until 2008 and then serving as prime minister again from 2008 till 2012 and then returning to the presidency in 2012. So Russia has a limit of two consecutive terms, but he just ping-ponged back and when and he forth. does change he changes the constitutional powers of the office so that whatever office he currently holds at the time is the actual power holder. Yeah. Because that's not, like, a sign of a strongman dictator or anything. No. Uh, Lance Armstrong won his first Tour de France. I'm going to slap a big old asterisk on that one. Yeah. The Melissa Worm hit PCs. I don't remember that one. Before the world descended into the Y2K computer panic, there was a PC-based Melissa Worm panic. The malware was reportedly the first successful mass mailing worm. So the first time the... Internet gave everybody VD. Yeah. Springing from a porn-related Usernet group (laughs) and causing mayhem for Microsoft users. Once a victim opened the virus on their computer, the worm was able to grab dozens of addresses from the Outlook address book and sent itself out, causing rapid spread that overwhelmed email servers to the point of shutting many of them down. Nice. I mean, we still have to warn our parents to not open anything that they don't recognize the link from. Uh, this will tickle my husband to death. <laughs> Fabio killed a goose with his face 20 Oh, years that was ago. a good one. Oh, my God. The pictures of him coming off of that roller coaster, just like covered in blood and feathers. <laughs> you will forget the indelible image of a bloodied Fabio <laughs> resulting in an unfortunate mishap with a goose. Was it a goose? Or a seagull. No, it was a coon. Oh, boy. 
collided with the supermodel's face during a ride, inaugural ride on a roller coaster. <laughs> uh, sorry. <laughs> At some point during the ride, the goose refused to yield right of way to Fabio's face. <laughs> and well, the goose paid for its mistake with its life. Despite a, cut, despite a cut that required stitches, nothing on Fabio's face was broken. And he actually, like, when he came off, he was still, like, smiling and doing his thing. Like, he was a consummate professional. Yes. That was a weird little confluence of events, too. Because if I'm remembering right, he was there as part of um, a press thing for a new roller coaster. Yes. But the roller coaster had some sort of, like, Greek god theme. So he was on... Apollo's chariot. So he was on the ride with a bunch of women dressed in togas. And then it's just him coming off the ride with feathers and guts all over his face and some chicks in Grecian togas next to him. Yes. <laughs> I have not seen this picture in 20 years, but it is indelibly marked in my brain. It's an indelible image. Yeah. <laughs> so for those of you who have no idea what we're talking about, go to our show notes, <laughs> click on the Mashables 20 Monumental Things That Turned 20 in 2019, and you will find a link to YouTube. Oh, there's video? Yes. I think I only saw it on like the National Enquirer, but like now that there's video, I know what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> also, 20 years ago, Matthew McConaughey was arrested naked with bongos. Mm, yes. Yes, yes, yes. Before he became a respectable family man. Yes. They arrested him for suspicions of possessing marijuana and the possession of drug paraphernalia and resisting transportation after they had a breakup a party to which McConaughey was playing the bongos naked. Uh, years later, McConaughey's lone regrets remain not closing the windows so he couldn't bother the neighbors. It just makes the story even better. Bless you and your naked bongo party. <laughs> now, uh, now... Not even an eyebrow would go up. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, very sad. But 20 years ago was the Columbine. Yes. Festival massacre, which I remember very vividly. Yep. Uh, also, Woodstock 99 went to hell. Yeah. Years ago. I mean, who would have guessed that a giant party in the middle of a field that was terrible the first time was going to be terrible the next time you did it? Well, like, the the... The one that they held in 94 went off really well, but this one, it was poorly organized. The water was very expensive. They really didn't do a very good job of planning, like, who would be on set. Like, it just was, mm -hmm. I mean, break stuff. <sighs> yeah. Also, the drugs they were doing in the 60s versus the drugs they were doing in 1999 made for a very different feel <laughs> in the medic's tent, I'm sure. Yes, uh, you know, like, both 60 and 94, you know, had a lot of mud, but those were just so poorly executed. So it obviously, as we said, went badly. Hot temperatures combined with exorbitant prices for food and water created a widespread environment of frustration, while artists like Kid Rock and Limp Bizkit encouraged fans' unruly behavior. Oh, boy. It exploded in a wave of violence that included multiple allegations of sexual assaults and several fires set by set by fans. Ooh. Like I remember watching that like live on much as like the rocking the tower, the media tower, and like you could actually physically oh, see like they're like, Oh, you know, I think we're gonna have to leave because <laughs> like it's like Bill Lilichka and someone else. Hmm. Yeah, I remember uh 
it's not uncommon to see the word riot used. No, no, it was a fucking riot. It's because it was a riot. That's why it's not uncommon to see the word riot used. Uh, Tony Hawk landed the first 900 20 years ago. Still not too many skateboarders can land it, so it's pretty, still pretty, uh, pretty cool. There has been one time that they've landed a 1080, so which is three complete rotations hmm. on a skateboard, but it's after the development of the mega ramp, which allows skaters for, to reach greater vertical heights um, and more rotations. Hawk put a stamp on his achievement in 2016 by nailing another 900 at the age of 48. Tony Hawk on Twitter is pretty funny. Yeah, that's yeah, that's been my takeaway too. <laughs> Um, also, he does tell a pretty funny story, but his parents were convinced that, like, child protective services were going to come. He was always, like, all, they were just bringing him in with, to the hospital with broken bones and fractures and, like... No, we're not doing it. He's just really dumb. Like, yeah, uh, you know, and it's like, oh, well, you know, he is Tony Hawk. And mm-hmm. now it's like, oh, well, but it's like, they were just so convinced <laughs> that like CPS was going to come and take him away. So a couple other small things was the Apple first iBook came out. Do you remember the iBook? The first Ma- uh, Apple laptop? Laptop. Yeah. Hmm. It had like this plasticky cover so it looked a little bit like the iMac like Oh yeah. Yeah, the Carrie Bradshaw. Does she have one? I never yeah. watched that. So. Aiden got it for her, thinking it would make her happy, and it didn't. Oh. Things I cared about when I was 16. <laughs> Law and Order Special Victims Dun-dun. Unit. Yes. And Marisha Hargitay Har- Har- has remained at the helm of that show for all 20 years. Yes. Crispy M&M's? No, no, we're backing up. Sorry. Fun fact, uh, the true life expectancy of a SVU detective is only two to three years. So <laughs> it's kind of like MASH, where like the actual TV show ran longer than the war itself. <laughs> yes. Might want to readjust. <laughs> Crispy M&M's. Crispy M&M's also was first introduced 20 years ago. Are they even still available? They have gone in and out of ah. like limited edition. Because it's just like a Malteser, but with an ugly candy coated shell, right? Yeah, I'm not a big fan of M&M's. I'm not eating Maltesers either, so... <laughs> So they have that funny commercial where they like blow Maltesers in no a, in cable. Yeah. Uh, yogurt, uh, plays Gogurts. Oh yeah, also yep, yep, launched yep, yep. in nineteen ninety nine. You still were prevalent. the coolest person at the launch table if you had Gogurt. Uh, USB flash drives <laughs> were also first used in nineteen ninety nine. It must have been twenty ten. 2009 I was doing a presentation uh, for a fourth year seminar class and I showed up with my presentation on a floppy disk <laughs> like not one of the big floppy disks yeah, but like the and it wasn't my laptop and I went to go put it in I'm like hmm. <laughs> it's not there's no where, where do I put it and they're like they don't make laptops with those on them anymore I was like fuck cute like cut to me like standing out on the lawn of like the building like trying to pick up wi-fi from the university center across the street like just like so get it's my email. <laughs> well, when I did uh, St. Lawrence, because we were using Macs, Macs didn't have floppy or I don't know if they had USB. We had to buy like these zip 
Mm. They were much bigger than floppies. They were not bigger in size, but they were bigger in memory. Mm-hmm. But they sort of like were thicker floppies. Mm. Useless. Because you couldn't use them in nothing else yeah. other than Max. Uh, Victoria and David Beckham got married 20 years ago. Still going strong. Yes, although they're always rumored to be breaking up. Really? I don't think I've ever heard a rumor about them breaking oh, up. Oh, they people like... Laney Gossip oh, okay. talks about it all the time, like how people are always worried, like they're always monitoring their Instagram to see who's popping up where. Oh my god. Uh, the Matrix also came out 20 years ago, so that whole... Fight Club style. What do you believe? Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, that was something that really... <laughs> Setting um, the... Making it real easy for ladies to know who not to fuck when they get back to the room <laughs> and see what posters they had on the wall. Yeah. The Matrix, so... I, that year, I think Lauren Hill's album came out, or maybe the year before, I really wanted that for Christmas, and my then-boyfriend got me the Matrix soundtrack. And you dumped him immediately, right? The next year, I tried. <laughs> uh, the next year, he brought me the End of Days soundtrack, when again, I wanted, I think, Eve or something. <laughs> Sixth Sense? Six, the Sixth Scent? Sense? Wow, uh, you didn't get that right in any iteration. <laughs> the Sixth Sense? <laughs> I see dead people Mm -hmm. back when M. Night Shyamalan still never seen that movie really somebody spoiled it for me so it's like well what the fuck am I gonna I did tell you my story but also like every time something gets spoiled for me I think like okay I will give it some time and then when I forget I will go see it and then every time I think I will see it I was like, I'm still waiting so that it's not spoiled and like it's this like cycle of like I'm gonna forget and then I remind myself why I'm trying to forget I just, I've never bothered. Believe by Cher was released. That's a good one. Um, And also sort of the first time auto-tune was was really used in a popular, so thanks, Cher. For someone who didn't need it. Yeah. Like, auto-tune is the bastion of the unsingables, but she didn't need it. No, but she still used it, making it popular, and now thanks. Yeah. Today, Cher is still making music, recently releasing an album of uh, ABBA covers Mm -hmm. um, after appearing in Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again. Which I think we got to hear Pierce Brosnan sing again, which no one needed. No one needed. Uh, yeah, again, it's like Clash of the Titans. Like, you don't need to, like, redo perfection. So there's really no need to cover an ABBA song. It's already perfect to start off with. Also, never. Like, I like Pierce Brosnan, but please don't let him sing. Oh, no, that is a war crime. He should be brought to the Hague for that. <laughs> like, <laughs> holy shit. Even Meryl Streep. And I will not shit talk Meryl Streep because Meryl Streep is Meryl Streep, like can do no wrong. She cannot sing. <laughs> but again, everyone was too afraid to say no to her. Yeah. No. <laughs> but yes, Pierce Brosnan singing is a literal war crime. <laughs> the Hague should investigate. Where's Amal Clooney when you need her? I, she's actually you know. <laughs> yeah. But what I'm saying is she needs to investigate this, too. So that's the end of my story. Making us feel old by reminding us how long ago good and not so good things came out. I don't understand uh, EW every so often. They'll be like, this movie came out 23 years ago today. And I'm like, where the fuck? Like, why? What is the anniversary that you really need to honor here? No one goes, 23rd birthday, but so like the 20th anniversaries i kind of get yeah. but like i also feel personally attacked whenever they come out well i, I stumbled upon that and i was like this is this will be an interesting sort of 
mm-hmm. banter of us being you loving. Especially as soon as I saw West Wing, I was like, "Well, now oh, we've got to Oh my do god, that. the West Wing needs to come back. Like Andy, we need it back because there's only so many times I can rewatch it. <laughs> I think I've hit that limit for the next little while. <laughs> then I'll get back into it because it is perfection. 1999. I turned 19. I had my wisdom teeth out. I took a year off from school and I did absolutely nothing and Sweet. accomplished very little in 19. I mean, then hang out, um, hide out at my parents' place. So. I was 15. We just moved back to Ottawa from Toronto and then Arn Prior and the year in Arn Prior and then Ottawa. Uh, that was grade 99, uh, grade 10. So I was in high school in the, the cafetorium where we would like have like theater and all the the soundtrack to like the Britney Spears and the Backstreet Boys and going to the movies and the mall rat culture was big. Oh yes, yes. It was like the post like Austin Powers uh, revival of the '60s, but like those colors and that like kind of feel and look were still around. That '70s show was big. Good yes. times. Life seemed Low easy. rise flare pants were oh, big. Whale tail. With the whale tail. I was guilty of that. So bad. Oh, God. Oh, God. Peasant shirts. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the bell bottoms of flare. The, the mod cloth yeah. pants. Oh, my God. I like never had scrubs any of those. Yeah, for, I never had yeah. any of those, but they were very big when I was in college. Mm-hmm. But I was poor, so. All the guys had, like, the same, like, sweater. Like, the block-colored sweaters. The rugby shirts were big. Yes. A lot of things we don't really need to go back to. <laughs> frosted tips. Oh, the frosted tips. And the pook shell necklaces. Yeah, thank you, the OC, for that. Yeah. There was viral, oh, the OC. The OC. There was a, a viral video of um, what if blue, beauty bloggers had been around in the 90s. And it was like, so when you put on your foundation, you get to like your jawline, just stop. Like, don't blend. Don't go farther. And I was like, wow, I feel so attacked right now. <laughs> Also, like, here's some sparkle, some sparkle sprays. Yes. Make sure you, like, zigzag your part. <laughs> Put in little clips. Oh my God, the butterfly clips. Butterfly clips. Yeah. I personally love those butterfly clips. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Can we I... are so close to death. <laughs> well, I turn. Very old. Uh, well. 40 next year, so. Oh, I'm not getting any older. I've decided this is the year I'm sticking at. Oh, it's going to be the anniversary of your... No, no. We're not even going to acknowledge that. <laughs> it's just, I am 33. Until I die. <laughs> I have no problems with getting older. I don't really... I don't think I have a problem. It's just, like, I'm not sure. I'm not sure I'm okay with it. And so because I'm not sure, I'm just not going to do it. Well, it's funny, like, some... Uh, it's like, oh, they turned 30. Oh, God, I can't believe I'm turning 30. Oh, my God, it's already 36 by this point. And I'm like, it's okay. I look back, like, I was a year old. Like, my mother had... No, two years old. My mother had a two-year-old at this stage in her life. Me having a two-year-old? I'd put the fucking kid through a wall. Like, I have no patience. Like, cannot do it. At my point, my mom had a 19-year-old. Oh, boy. <laughs> and a 12-year-old. At 39. Yeah, yeah. Andy's doing hand math now. 14-year-old. <laughs> yeah, 14-year-old. So, yeah, so... 
Well, that is our episode for this week. Uh, we certainly hope you enjoyed it. If you would like to find out more about the show and about us and uh, find out all about our possible merch that you can pick up or our Patreon page, head over to our website, which is www.rabbitholespodcast.com. Check out the merch tab and the support tab for those two things. Uh, you can check out the blog that we have up there, past episodes, little bit of info about Andy and I and any news about the show that's coming up will be posted to the website uh, and social media. So why don't you tell us about social media? So you can find us on Twitter at rabbit holes pod. There you go. Uh, Instagram rabbit holes podcast and Facebook rabbit holes podcast page. I believe that I definitely will be putting up a link to the YouTube. Oh, have you? I think we should put it up daily for now until we end the show. (laughs) And uh, for everybody's viewing pleasure. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Now that I have found that. (laughs) Uh, You can, if you'd like, uh, go and give us a review, please. Actually, oh, if you don't like, just do it. Um, Go give us a good review, rating, recommend us. Uh, There's Facebook recommendations as well. Just recommend us to your friends, your family, your enemies, your dry cleaner. Uh, Say, if you listen to podcasts, listen to Rabbit Holes podcast because we are funny. If it's an election year coming up, make your vote dependent on their promise to listen to us. There you go. As an elected official. There you go. It's it's the little things. (laughs) Just a little thing. Just a little thing. Uh, Well, that's it for us for this week. Just one last thing to do, and that's to remind you that if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. Bye, guys. Bye.